0: encouraging women to pursue opportunities in business aviation and how to support those who've already found their careers in the industry. From the National Business Aviation Association, this is Flight Plan. I'm Rob Finfrock with your trusted source for business aviation news and information. March is Women's History Month. A time to recognize the contributions of women throughout our society, and that includes within aviation. Today, I'm pleased to welcome two accomplished business aviation professionals who took the time to share their stories about finding their roles in the industry and how they first discovered aviation.
1: I actually ended up in aviation by accident. I mean, I'd had a couple of exposures young. I was in Civil Air Patrol in middle school, and it was kind of on the periphery, but it was never like one of my goals professionally.
0: Lee Brewster is vice president at Thoroughbred Aviation and secretary of the NBAA Maintenance Committee.
1: So when I moved to Fort Worth in 2000, I was actually a student at the community college there, needed a job, and they had an opening for somebody to help out in the Aviation Maintenance School's 147 program. We're helping out in the library and doing some different things. And so I went there. Shortly after that, it became a full-time job, kind of an administrative assistant, turned into an advising position. And, you know, here I am almost 22 years later and still in aviation. I got very involved in business aviation in about two thousand when I started working on a National Science Foundation project to help identify standards and certifications for avionics technicians. It was part of National Science Foundation funded grant project. And, you know, it's a unique piece in aviation that's not necessarily recognized as part of an AMP. It's like, all in there but we all know that it's a separate skill set and so I started working on that got very involved with MBAA which then got me really involved with a lot of business aviation operators um, the primary manufacturers different things along those lines and really it's um, been a big piece of my career since then I've, I've supported all of aviation in different capacities but business aviation has always been kind of that primary focus.
0: For many in our industry, aviation first called to us as we looked up to watch airplanes passing overhead. As was the case for my second guest, Viviana Kozin, Chief Operating Officer at Priester Aviation.
2: I lived under the flight path for Chicago O'Hare. And so I just became fascinated with aircraft. You know, I wasn't really intrigued with the flying side, but I think I was really intrigued with the science side. So, you know, my passion for aviation didn't really come through until, you know, I had a few jobs prior to leaping into my four-year degree at uh, Lewis University. But I actually visited an Elgin O'Hare TRAECOM with a pilot friend of mine, um, and this was before 9-11. And so I actually got to see kind of like the life of an air traffic controller. I was interested at the time in pursuing a degree in air traffic control, but Lewis University didn't offer it at the time. So I actually went into the business uh, aviation. It was actually a concentration in aviation administration. So I received a four-year degree with them. And then I actually went to Chicago Executive Airport, which was formerly known as Pelwaukee, where I did an internship. Um, I was managing the uh, noise abatement program for all the different business jets that were flying into the airport, had, you know, a different walk of life with all the different concerns that came through for noise. And uh, that's kind of where I was introduced to Priester Aviation. I started out as a scheduler, and I kind of moved my way up to managing the flight services department onto VP. And then um, roles changed over the years where I became chief of staff for the company, and then ultimately landed in my role for chief operating officer.
0: Were there any stumbling blocks that got in your way along that path, Viviana?
2: You know, I I honestly feel like I was quite blessed. Besides the old school mentality, you know, women in, in the fields that we've chosen, I have to say, I didn't really experience a lot. The industry has been super welcoming, and I think maybe to you know my my position over a priester, I just I was surrounded by a lot of men who were very encouraging and welcoming, and a few men obviously you're gonna encounter the few that you know might have a different view and opinion, but you can't let those two really deter you know the determination or the motivation you have for succeeding. So I have to say, everyone's been very welcoming and engaging. And I, I've I've actually had a really great experience over the past seventeen years.
0: What challenges have you faced in your career, Lee, and how have you overcome them?
2: Well,
1: I took a very non-traditional route. There wasn't like an end goal like an ATC focus or a scheduling focus pilot or maintenance focus with what I did. So there were stumbling blocks that way, just trying to kind of define who I was, how I fit into the industry. But a lot like Viviana, I've been very, very blessed. I mean, even if you look at um my career path, um, supporting maintenance you know i'm not technical in my background but you know supporting the maintenance function i found a lot of mentors male and female throughout the throughout the years that really just kind of helped me out i am i do have to say like you know taking a little bit of a different path a couple of stumbling blocks were just kind of education as well as some of those credentials that you can get that don't necessarily fit where i was doing i did get my bachelor's in business, focusing mainly on like project management and a master's in education, which kind of helped fill in the gaps for where I was early in my career. They've definitely helped um, in the latter part. But really, I think that when I look at what is available now versus what was happening at the very beginning, there's so many opportunities now where you're just kind of exposure to all the wonderful women that were already in aviation, business aviation specifically, that, you know, sometimes you just don't know. So seeing that kind of come across over the past, maybe five to 10 years with social media and different things, you know, there's so many people that I'm exposed to now that I wasn't early in my career that may, I guess it may have made a little bit of a difference, but I've been very blessed with a lot of really good mentors over the years, male and female. So I guess the roadblocks were probably kind of helped because I had that support system.
0: We'll have more of our conversation in just a moment after this message from NBAA.
1: NBAA Flight Plan listeners, are you getting recognized for your leadership? NBAA now offers certificates and other credentials in safety, sustainability, and more. Visit NBAA.org to apply today. We're back
0: now with Viviana Kozin and Lee Brewster and our discussion about women in business aviation as part of NBAA's commemoration of Women's History Month. I'd like to ask you both now, given your respective experiences advancing in our industry, what are we doing right in encouraging women to pursue careers in aviation, Lee? And what do we still need to work on?
1: Well, I think one of the things we're doing right is really having a very active social media presence. Um, You know, that is where people are getting involved, whether regardless of how long you've been in the industry, whether you're just trying to find out about aviation or whether you've been in for a while. I think that right now, women seem to be very, very active in social media, looking for those relationships and kind of um, just reinforcing a lot of that representation. There's always more you can do, but... To me, that's probably been one of the um, biggest influences. Like I said, I knew some wonderful pilots, mechanics, um, people who were in leadership roles in aviation. But it used to be let me let me um, do a virtual introduction real quick, and maybe you can get on the phone or, you know, maybe they happen to be local, but now I can say, hey, reach out. Hey, you've got to follow this Instagram. Look over at this Instagram and see what Julia is doing, you know, see what's going on. And I can make these virtual introductions or I can show them, well, let me, let me show you what that means in the life of, or, you know, here's somebody who has a little bit of a different path. You know, they started one way, they went another way and they should, and they've been able to succeed. And I think just having that representation and having that visibility, whether it's from a formal, um, organizational standpoint, you know, such as NBAA, Women in Aviation, Women in Corporate Aviation, or just kind of our the ability to ha- tell our personal stories. I think that that's had the biggest impact. I do believe that what we can do better is I think there's a little bit more of a um, emphasis where we can where we can kind of combine forces. It seems like sometimes a lot of people are doing a lot of different wonderful things, and so there's opportunities where we could kind of. Like I said, combine our forces and maybe have a little bit more of an impact instead of small projects. Because a lot of those people who have that big voice, they have that passion, they really are encouraging and making a difference in a small footprint. If we just kind of combine our forces, they can they can maximize that footprint and really get that voice out to a lot of other people. So I think that's something, you know, that the industry kind of struggles with right now. It's just everybody's doing so many wonderful things. How do you focus that and make sure that we're getting the story out there as much as possible?
2: The NBAA is such a huge platform, such a a diverse group of individuals. I've met so many wonderful people through this organization. And not to mention, I do agree with Lee, the social media is huge, especially for newer women in aviation, how they can expand and network with different colleagues. I actually was not one who really adapted to the social media piece until the last few years. So that has been really enlightening. And I am not afraid to connect with anyone that I might not know, you know, just like Lee said, we got to try and maximize that education piece and, and be willing to get out there and really conquer these fears and, and put forth anything that we're, we're looking to pursue and, and attain as women in the industry. As part of Women in Aviation, we're part of the Chicago Leading Edge chapter in Chicago. And last year, we did a big Girls' Day in Aviation in Lake of the Hills at the Lake in the hills airport, actually. Um, and it was just such a, a wonderful way to get, you know, younger, younger girls and, and women who are pursuing just a, everything that we've done and accomplished. I mean, we're paving the path for these women. So what we can do to still work on, I mean, the only thing we can do is continue to have a louder voice, a louder voice to make sure that they as well see the benefits and all the dreams that they can achieve.
0: So along those lines, Viviana, what can business aviation do specifically to help women advance in aviation, and how can we perhaps coordinate with other industry segments to attract and retain more women in aviation?
2: And business aviation, you know, there is so many great women leaders out there right now. um, And I think they're doing that. I I know a bunch of different women leaders in the industry who hold different roundtables with a circle of women, and they're continually expanding that. So they're, they're continually engaging and grasping new attention. And that just filters down through all the ranks. So all we can do is continue to support our different colleagues and try and encourage them that, hey, my role was really, Non-traditional, you know, coming in as a scheduler and and being with a company that I've been for seventeen years, I've had a slew of male mentors. But the women piece, obviously, you know, we just need to not be afraid to to reach out and pick someone's brain on how did they like pave the path to get where they're where they are. There's so many different roles in aviation, and and that's why I find this industry so intriguing because I'm not going to let one thing deter my dream or my goals or things that I hope to accomplish but you know business aviation in itself it's a whole new world for me I mean when I came out of school I only thought about commercial aviation I never realized that there was such a huge business aviation sector it wasn't until I started you know doing the internships and then going over to Priester that wow you know schedulers and dispatchers huge huge connections in terms of networking and meeting all different people from walks of life So I think we're doing the right things, honestly.
1: Absolutely, you know, the outreach piece of it is a huge part we compete against a lot of different industries, including the airlines, for the best and the brightest. And so one of the things that I think that business aviation brings when you're looking at either from a 91 or some of the, you know, like a a 135 or even some of the larger organizations is that they already have like some corporate policies in place that are focused on workforce development, are focused on, um, you know, a more diverse workforce. And you can leverage those when you're bringing that in. You know, um, there's wonderful programs that are already in place. And I will say that organizations, you know, especially, you know, like Viviana's things that have been along around for a long time, they kind of have already done that and you can see their history about how they're doing and promoting promoting from within. And I think it's telling those stories. But I think it's also that educating that business aviation is not all about being the pilot. When I used to go out and talking to students, young students, um, junior high and high school primarily, you know, they would say, well, I want to be a lawyer. I was like, well, you know, everything in aviation is based along ab- around regulations and the law. You know, and they're like, well, you know, I'm thinking about this. I'm like, aviation has it. What do you, you know, there's, there's not a better industry to support <laughs> than aviation, in my opinion, you know, whether it's from, you know, being on the front lines as a pilot scheduler dispatch or maintenance or whether you're in the back, you know, helping support these operations function at to maximum capacity. You know, there's something for everyone here and it, it really is a unique industry. But I remember talking to students, even on the maintenance side, you know, I would I would explain to them, well, there's a whole business aviation. And they're like, well, what are you talking about? And I'm like, so I would start to explain. And even our scholarships at the time, I would say, you don't understand. This is a f- Falcon 7X maintenance initial that's worth between thirty dollars to $50,000. And they would say, well, what's a Falcon? I'm like, oh, Lord. Okay, so I've got to do some more educating, you know, on what what is business aviation? What are these amazing pieces of equipment that you get to be a part of? And so, you know, there's, a, there's that whole piece of it. There's just a lot of it. But I think the workforce development, getting out there, talking to people, exposing to people, encouraging them to look up, you know, that's one of the things. That's aviation. I live in the DFW area. I can see just about every form of aviation that there is, manufacturing, airlines, light GA, business aviation, you name it, it's here. And it's funny. It's like, you know, just look up. Have you ever thought about what that is flying over your head, overhead, what it takes to keep those up there?
0: What other tips would you have for women considering a career in business aviation, Lee?
1: I think the big thing is to understand that you that there is support out there and, you know, that there is a wonderful network of women mentors and women that you can look up to as well. But that really that the industry as a whole, there, there's something about it, the business aviation side that, I mean, Granted, there's been a couple of naysayers, and uh, you know what? That's okay. Um, how, whatever. But for the most part, every time I've needed something, whether it was advice, mentoring, something, I have been able to find somebody who would go out of their way to help me in whatever form or fashion that was, whether it was like professional development, whether it was, technical questions, whether I needed help, you know, understanding regulations or, you know, talking about compliance, whatever it was, there was somebody that was out there that would mentor and help me and that you don't need to be afraid. Viviana said it right there. She said, I'll connect with anybody. You know, I answer questions on LinkedIn almost almost daily daily. You know, if somebody wants to reach out and ask me, if I don't know the answer, I probably know somebody who does. And so, you know, it's just kind of leveraging that network. Don't be afraid to step out of the box and really learn about what the industry means and what, what this very small community of business aviation has to offer.
0: Viviana?
2: I think just like lee said you know being out there staying in front of the audience you know participating in different events at different universities and schools is huge i was one of two women in my different aviation classes and never once was i intimidated walking into that class but at the same time i might have not felt as secure and equipped as the different flight students or the maintenance professionals because there's a regulatory component, you know, in it, whereas we might be studying the other side of the the business side of aviation. So I think the more that we can get out there and in front of everyone and keep encouraging and, and trying to help facilitate and mentor that desire and path, that's what we should be doing, social media included. That's a good way to connect with everyone in our audience today.
0: Encouraging women to pursue aviation careers continues to be a key focus of NBAA's work to foster a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive business aviation community. To learn more about the association's efforts, visit nbaa.org diversity. And that's the latest from the National Business Aviation Association. Remember, you can subscribe to all Flight Plan episodes at Apple Podcasts in the App Store, wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including by asking your virtual assistant or connected device, or download them from nbaa.org. I'm Rob Finfrock. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for a new episode of Flight Plan.